Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to a special couch edition of Advantage Connors. Coming to you from my couch in the living room with gold doodle Isabella sitting next to me. Your host is always Brett Connors. What's up, Jimmy? How you doing today? I'm jealous. You're on the coach with Bella, yeah. uh, but uh, I'll be honest with you. I've got our, our little kitty cat, Stevie, on my lap as I'm talking to you. Nice. But uh, yeah, things are going good. We've got beautiful weather up here. And uh, yeah, you know, we we uh, we always talk about California and, and uh, what it takes to, to live here and what we pay for. We pay for what we're going through right now. We've got beautiful weather, beautiful sunsets. And, you know, when everybody else is going through freezing cold and snow and everything else that winter brings, we're uh, we're spoiled. But uh, but once again, we pay for it. So but we love it. Definitely pay for it. Uh, Yeah, you're right. It's almost been a little too hot where you where I kind of like having it cool, cool down at night where you can open the window and, you know, it helps you kind of crash out a little easier. You leave it open all night. But yeah, solo. Just me and Bella have been living the daddy-daughter lifestyle here this last week. Molina is in Sweden. Speaking of cold places, Stockholm, uh, snow yes. on the ground, she said when she landed. So, uh, yeah, she went back to visit family, so it's just me and Bella hanging. Um, how's the knee doing? I wanted to ask you that before we got into everything. Well, I want to get into that, but, uh, you know, I, I played in Stockholm in uh, in November back in the day when uh, when I was playing. And I always loved playing in that tournament. And, and uh, yeah, the the temperature there is a little different than we're used to. And, you know, I'm thinking about her. I hope she's dressed warm and, and, and my best to her and her family for Christmas. But the knee's doing better, I, I will say. I'm... Uh, I'm taking care of it. I'm rehabbing it the right way. I've gotten back on my bike, so now I can ride my bike a little bit. And I've actually started hiking a, a little bit. Uh, small hills, mm-hmm. small hills. But uh, I, I've gotten the the AOK from uh, from Doctor Scheinberg, as right. uh, as you know. He's uh, you know he's he's been on our podcast and he's taken care of me for a long time. But he's very encouraged about. Uh, you know, about the outcome uh, and the way things are going. So I'm happy about it, but I'm, I'm not ready to play tennis yet, but uh, but I have been playing a little golf, so I'm happy about that. 
nice. I'm bring my clubs. I know I was going to come up maybe this week, but uh, I'll be up there next week and uh, we'll we'll swing it. Uh, I went bring to bring your this- clubs. I got some good action up here now. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> you got a I'm game. I'm throwing huh? that out. There's action. Perfect. You know we got the. Uh, I'll bring we, the wallet. Uh, we've been having 16, 20 guys get in the skins game, oh, and wow. and uh, you know a lot of a lot of my buddies. We moved from San Inez, which is uh, like 45 minutes away from where we live now in Santa Barbara. Uh, and, uh, you know, I came over here and, and met a lot of good guys, a lot of friends, and uh, a lot of good, uh, you know, fun guys who like to get in and, and, and have a good skins game. And and, and uh, not only is the golf good, but, the you know, the settling up after is even better. So. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's fun. So bring your clubs, and and we'll go in, and and we'll be we'll be a team against anybody who wants to challenge right. us. We'll give them a go. A lot of guys, you got to give two strokes a hole too. By the way, no, also. that does, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you know, one and a half that, on that, this you know, one. <laughs> listen, I, I was born at night, but not last night. <laughs> you know, so I'm 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 not falling for all those tricks. I I know all those all tricks. Right. I grew try up it. with all those tricks. They're That's trying. That's not going to happen. All right, but, I'll bring uh, them. I'll bring the sticks. I'll bring bell up we'll uh, we'll have some fun one one other thing i want to yep. say uh we might try and get casey casey defranco who wrote wrote your book with you yes i think we're gonna try i, and- I talked to casey brett and and uh you know, she's busy this week I, I know uh you were thinking about coming up but uh but she said next week and and she gave me you know three or four days where we could uh, if you're going to be up here we can go out there and and sit and hang with her and and uh, and talk she she says the first thing she says she says you know I'm willing to talk about anything but just don't talk about sports <laughs> and, and 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 it's funny I said Casey I said you know I, I was in sports she goes but I didn't know who you were yeah when I want we <laughs> want to talk funny. to her about other and, stuff. and you know what that's why she wrote the way she did you know for my book she was uh, she had to go and do study herself and figure out who I was and, you know, what I was and what was my makeup and what made me who I, you know, right. uh, what I was on the court, what I was off the court, because, you know, we were friends, uh, many, 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 many years before we even got right. into even talking about doing that. Yeah, we and, grew, and up, so, grew up with her, know, yeah. friends with her yeah. son, Joey for forever. So. Uh, I think yep. she, I think she'll be really good because she's uh, she's got a great personality. She's funny and uh, yeah. I mean, we, we had to bring her in. The person that they were trying to pitch to write the book originally, he like met with everybody and did this in this first draft. Everything was like rugby terms. I remember it was like well, I was Scottish. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I'm Irish. I'm not Scottish. <laughs> so I was like, uh, we and, might I, need and to. I, sh- I showed that that you know, I mean, he was he was a very great writer. He had done a number of books and with many athletes right, and but, and so forth. But it just wasn't. You know, we just didn't mesh. Right. It just, uh, and, you needed somebody and, who uh, knew you. Like, if someone's going to yes. write the book about you, they can't just, you know, look your Wikipedia up or, like, spend an hour. I mean, he came out and spent 45 minutes with me. It was like, I got everything. And I was like, really? Right. <laughs> 45 minutes? Right. Damn. Uh, well, you're pretty good. But, um, well, so but, I'm, look, uh, I'm looking but forward K- to that K- one. I think Casey will be magnificent, and and she's willing to do it. And uh, uh, and I and I can't wait to go out and sit with her because, <laughs> because you know she's not shy, Brad. All right. She's great. Uh, and yeah, she's great. So uh, it'll be a, a really great podcast for the listeners, and I can't wait to do it with her. Yep, yeah, I'll put a post up, but uh, you know, hit us up with your book questions. Any question you have about the outsider, just let us know, and uh, we'll yep. ask it with we'll go over it with Casey. 
so it's not not a big deep tennis, not a lot going on. I mean, it's the short, short off season here of like two or three weeks, you know, mid-December. This year has gone by in like a blink of an eye, it's felt like. But there's a couple stories going around that I want to talk to you about. First off, it's been a good week in L.A. If you're an L.A. fan, the, the Lakers won the first, I don't really know, I don't follow the NBA as much as I used to, but they have this in-season tournament. So the Lakers took that. They won it out in Vegas, so that was cool. But the big story is baseball. We talked about him yep. once, once or twice. Shohei Otani, the Japanese mm-hmm. player, the great player for the Angels, the last you know handful of years, is moving cross town, uh, moving across to the LA Dodgers. Kind of what everyone thought. They had the most money, they had the most uh, you know assets on the team, and, and blah blah blah. But the the part of the story that's making waves a week after is his contract. Have you seen this? He got signed. I have. 10 yep, years. I've followed it pretty closely. 10 years, $700 million, 70 mil a year. But the thing that's making everyone go crazy is a lot of it is deferred. I don't know if you remember the old Bobby Bonilla contract that uh, he signed like years ago with the Mets that you know became famous where he you know signed for less, but then he was getting like two or $3 million every year until he was like a 50-year-old, 60-year-old man. I don't know what it was. Something like 20 years after he retired, he was still, right. he's still cutting right. checks. So what do you think about the uh, Otani uh, signing and then the contract? I love it. And, and, and here's why. He produces. He produces on both sides. He, not only pitching, but also, in, in, I, mean, I mean, how often do you find a pitcher who is a hitter like that? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm I'm not kind of get, I've gotten away from following a lot of sports and and doing that, but I do follow uh, the important parts of it. And you know, and why is a star a star? And you know, and first of all, what is a star? <laughs> you know, you know, and, and for the me, fact it's, that he goes somebody, both ways is crazy. That's there you go. I don't know how long he's going to still do that, but I mean, I'm sure he'll do it for a couple more years at least. The fact that he's done it at all is crazy because you. When were those last guy you think of? It's like Babe Ruth or something. Ba- the there you go. Who's done that since Babe Ruth? Right. And now, but you know, you you look at Babe Ruth, and you know he's out partying every night, you know, <laughs> and and doing everything, and and he gets up and he's he's pitching, he's batting, he's hitting, you know, knocking balls out of the stadium, and th- and this guy is, is playing on both sides, also, you know, uh, you know, pitching and uh, and and have, has a great record with that, and then gets up and and bats, and it, the excitement that he brings, yeah. You know, to a team, that's a ticket seller. Right. You know what that's called? It's called entertainment. Yep. And for me now, I'm now going to become more of a Dodgers fan, you know, to watch him. <laughs> You're going to tune uh, you in know, a little more. Yeah. Because, and, and then, and also, I mean, how smart is he uh, or whoever is handling him to say, well, I'll, you know, I'll take two million bucks a year, you, you know, for X amount of years. And then, and then once he's out of California, which is a, a very heavy state tax uh, state, mm-hmm. you know, to say then then I'll take you know uh, uh, the other six hundred whatever eighty million, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, how good is that? I mean, it's pretty you, you smart know, so, if he can pull it off. You know, you're. you're I, I guess I was a dumb shit. <laughs> we'll have to bring Melody on and ask her. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're gonna have to get you know my my accountant on and and have her come in and say what? Why you missed out? Right. But uh, you know, Mel- Melody's taking good care of me. Shout out to you know Melody Lang, my mm. accountant, and uh, we love her. She's part of the family. But you know what? A uh, an opportunity for this guy, and you know the excitement that he's going to bring to the Dodgers in L.A. and and uh, well, now like the Dodgers uh, got to wow. win, man. Like they gotta win. 
Like they, they now, have to of win. course. Like, I mean, paying that kind of money, you what are you gonna pay that kind of money and not win? Well, like they, I mean, they, they've been the best team for so many years. That's what, like, oh, there's all these memes where it's like Dodgers are gonna win 120 games and then lose to like the 85 win Rockies. You know, like in the first round. <laughs> yeah, right. Because right. you know, so so much pressure comes down to those series. Because yeah, sure, they win a lot of games and they they look good and they have a lot of all stars and all that stuff, but they can't seem to figure it out. I mean, they won the in the in the COVID year. But a lot of people don't give that as much credit as a lot of the other championships. So, I mean, we'll see. He wanted to stay on the West Coast, you know, I think probably to be closer to Japan. And he probably, got a, probably lives in the same house now. He doesn't have to move, you know, just coming from Anaheim. Um, so it'll be cool. I think it'll be, uh, you know, fun to see. And it's an interesting story to see how the tax story is going to play out, too, because California is going to want that money. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I got a question, Brad. Tell me your thoughts on this. What's more important? Uh, are you know going and and selling out the stadium of course that's important because that's money for everybody uh or is it winning the games 120 games or whatever the amount of games or is it getting to the playoffs and winning hmm. the world series uh, you know i mean i guess I mean, I mean, the, the world series is what i guess extra, winning yeah X amount of games and sellouts and so forth like that, of course. But, you know, if, if you're winning the games, you're still bringing in the people. So right. uh, so that I guess my point being is every time you walk out on the field, it's important. Yeah. Right or wrong? Well, with him, I mean, if he's going to be pitching one day and then batting the next three and then pitching. And then, you know, he's going to have a lot of eyeballs on him with all this money. He's going to feel pressure to, you know, to produce, I'm sure. But, I mean... Uh, you know, winning is what it's all about. But then if you're an opposing team, you just want them to come and sell out your arena for four days, you know? So like the star there power you, is there cool you go. too. So, he, so he, he's a winner both ways for mm -hmm. everybody. I mean, he's going to make so much money in endorsements. You know, that's what they said. Yeah. Like, we'll make up for yep. that money you're not making in, in endorsements being in LA. So we'll follow that. We'll see how, maybe we'll go watch him pitch. It'd be cool to go watch I'm him excited. pitch. Yeah, I'd love to. That, that you know, I, I, I don't go out many times to, you know, to games or basketball or whatever, but I would go and love to go watch him play one time. That Definitely. would be, a, that would be exciting and a thrill. Definitely. All right, let's move on to the sad story of the week. Uh, this one about made me puke. Monday night, uh, Dolphins. I mean, it's just the most pathetic Miami Dolphin fan. Like, to be honest, I didn't even get that mad because I almost saw it coming. Like, we, we essentially lost this game twice, but if everyone knows, we lost a 14-point lead with like three and a half, four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. We were lucky. To, we were so lucky. We were punting in the fourth quarter, tied, 13-all. The guy, for some reason, goes to field the punt. We get it, jump right. on it, score. Then the next play, the guy like throws a pick or fumbles. I can't remember. We turn it over inside the 20 and we score again. So boom, we're up 14. And I'm like, we're going to get out of this. You know, somehow we're going to, we're going to make it out. And then we go into your favorite defense. Tell me what's your favorite defense. The prevent. What's it do? The prevent. It only prevents you from winning. Exactly. <laughs> it, every freaking time, man. Oh I mean, my God. And then they just, they march down the field in a minute and a half or whatever, score. And I'm like, he's going to go for two. He's going to go for the win. I thought he would wait and do it the second time. He goes for it on the first touchdown. Of course, they get it wide open because right. we're so on our back heels. I mean, I knew we were fucked because we got the fumble. And when we got that fumble, our defensive, uh, the defense went into a choreographed dance in the end zone. Oh. 
the defense. Uh, and then they asked the one guy, Bradley Chubb, who's one of our, you know, defensive big studs, you know, what happened? He's like, oh, I think we, we took our foot off the gas. And I'm just like, man, the Dolphins haven't been shit in decades. The, maybe, we should maybe have too our much fo- gas. We should have our foot <laughs> stapled to the gas, tied uh, to it, uh, nailed to the gas. We should never, I don't care if we hurt feelings. The fact that they're taking their foot off the gas is just, that was for the first seed. The Dolphins would have been the you, first you, seed you, tied you with Baltimore. You would have been 11 and 3. If you would have won that game, 10 and three. Been 11 and 3. 10 and 3. We would have been tied tied with Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore's good. We have to Four. play them. But now, right. I don't think we win another game. This would be the most thought. We got outcoached. McDaniel, everyone loves him. He's cool. He wears cool shoes. Uh, he's funny. He's young and this and that. He gets outcoached in every big game this year. Bills, wow. uh, Eagles, uh, Kansas City. And then last night. Like he stopped running the ball. We have these two guys who get five or six yards a chunk. Sorry to go on a rant here, but it's just, no, it's go. brutal. Listen, it's brutal because you saw it coming. I, I, you've been the most loyal Dolphin yeah. fan since and, you've been four years and old. I wish I wasn't. And, and I know, I know <laughs> I've said that way, way too often, but uh, the, the end result is they had, uh, they gave it to you, and to the is. Dolphins, you know, uh, to, to go up two touchdowns like uh, in, in a millisecond and then boom. I mean, it just goes to show. I mean, it's it's never over till it's no. over. I, I hate that cliche. No, no but I mean, it's you're right. Bullshit, but it's true. Something like you know, something I, like fi- over 500 straight games with that scenario. It dates back to like 2017 was the last time another team did it. It was like the Saints, I think, in 2017. But just like just everything about it. You know, we're on Monday night. You know, Tua couldn't make mm. a play. Tyreek gets hurt. And then all of a sudden, now t- right. Tua make a play. He can't make a play. He can't run mm. for the first down. And it's just everything. It's just, you already can hear it. Now, now we play the Jets at home. We should beat the Jets, but we're going to be reeling now. We're going to be in our head. We're going to be thinking about this shit. Right. And then we have to play the Cowboys at Baltimore and then the Bills. Like, it's just wow. setting up for the Bills to punk us at home on the last week of the season. I mean, I don't want to get negative with it, but it's just, I can't even get my hopes up anymore. I mean, we were all well, we have to do is beat the Titans up 14 in the last three minutes to be the one seed in December. Hey, listen, you've taken the pain for 40 years. What's another year? Right. It's just whatever. <laughs> I, 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 hate just, to, I hate to throw that out to you, bud, but it's oh brutal. my God. It's brutal. You know, that's. You know, I, I used to, I used to love the football and the basketball and, and, uh, and all that. And I, you know, I still like tuning in on occasion, but boy, it's, it's, it's rough yeah. to watch games like that. And the funniest it's part, so rough. the funniest part is like the swings We're tied. All of a sudden we go up 14. We were 14 point favorites. So all of a yeah. sudden you we were like, we're actually going to push if you bet on them. I didn't bet on right. them. I'm not that dumb, but, and then, and then they lose straight up. So Whatever. Boy. We'll see how it goes. Yep. Uh, just uh, thank you for letting me vent. Uh, hey, hey, listen, uh, if, if you didn't, I'd worry about you. Right. <laughs> you know, you got you to get it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for candidates isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. So you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agreed that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Look, I don't like wasting a lot of time searching for stuff online. 
And that's why I like Indeed. They're my one-stop shop. They have everything in one place for hiring that I need. They make it easier for me as a small business to get connected to the people I'm looking for and looking to hire. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And guess what, guys? We've got the hookup. Listeners to our show, Advantage Connors, will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your job more visible. To get your jobs more visible at Indeed.com slash Connors. Just go to Indeed.com slash Connors right now and support our show, Advantage Connors, by saying you heard it here on our podcast. It really helps us out. Indeed.com slash Connors. Terms and conditions apply. Do you need to hire? Then you need Indeed. Let's go into some questions from the listeners. How about that? We put up yeah, a, a question on uh, on your Facebook page. We'll go back and forth. Some like current ones and then stories from uh, from your career. This one's an easy one. Which up-and-comer can make a run for a major on the tour that next year? Chris Santos asks. I think uh, I know your Chris, answer on this. You know, you know, it's December. You're talking about tennis. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, snoo- I'm snoozing through December. I mean, but uh, here's my pick, center. Okay. I, I'm, I'm thinking center is uh, is going to step up and, uh, and, and win a Grand Slam. Center? Okay, I like it. Center, yeah. and, and then, uh, so, I mean, Alcaraz what already What about has you? Who, who, who do you think? I mean, I think center's there. I think center's, like, it's a natural next step for him to get to a final and, and compete for a slam. I think Runa... I think Runa's, you know, on his way to being a Grand Slam contender. You know, I think he may, might need a little more time, but uh, I think this next year is going to be a good breakout year with him and Becker working together. Yeah, we we uh, we we got a lot of good interest in uh, uh, from our our interview with uh, with him. Yeah, uh, and and uh, uh, people liked him. You know, he he's uh, for for a young kid, twenty years old. He seemed very mature and very uh, very up and and on what needs to be done to continue to improve and to and and, and to become a uh, a Grand Slam champion. Mm-hmm. And and we had a lot of good feedback with him from our interview. And and I, I you know what I liked him. He is a classy little. He is a classy kid. I say classy little kid. He's probably six six. But, <laughs> yeah, he's bigger you know, than but, us. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but he's a he's a classy kid, and uh, you know he understands that, and and he, he doesn't seem to be afraid to go out and to do and to improve and to do what it takes to get better. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on him, I'm watching him yeah. and, uh, you know, and, and, and as we've talked about, Brad, he's got uh, Becker and, and you said it, that, you know, it's what Becker brings, you know, he's, he's yeah. a past champion. He's a grand slam champion. He's a Wimbledon champion, a U.S. open champion and, and, a, and an Australian open champion. And he brings to the table that, mm-hmm. You know the experience and 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 the knowledge of of what it takes to go through those two weeks, and not only just the two weeks, but the leading up to the two weeks, and what it takes to come through and 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 to be there on the final day, as opposed to those guys who just you know sit there and talk about it and think and think they're good because they think they're good, right. but they've never proven anything. Yeah, you know so. But uh, I, I'm going to watch him this year, but uh, I want to watch him in center. Okay. That, that's my two guys for, for 2024. I like it. All right, here we go. Jimmy, do you remember my Wilson T2000? 
I gave it to you in 1985 for the U.S. Open at Flushing Meadows. I was Steve Woodridge's roomie at uh, Jerry Hatchet's. Do you remember that? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Well, I, I know Steve. I used to practice with him quite a bit and, and uh, hit some balls with him. And and uh, we used to have some great workouts. But uh, I had a lot of T2000s come my way because I was begging for him uh, <laughs> in, uh, in 85, 86. And I mean, 86, I gave up using it. But uh, they had also stopped making it, and and so I was looking for, uh, you know, some uh, uh, some replacements because some of mine hit a, a few fences <laughs> some somewhere along the so line. Were you but, were you so frustrated at like because obviously you left the T two thousand to try and do like newer or you know updated technology, right? You must have been pretty fed up with the stuff that they were giving you or testing out for you to try and go back to the T2000. Was it just like you didn't like them? What was it about the new stuff that you didn't like? The new stuff back then, Brett, uh, you know, the T2000 was so fast and, and uh, you know, it was, it was like a trampoline. The ball came off of there and just, you know, it just, you know, came off of there with my strokes and the way I played that it just fit my game. Everything else. The uh, the oversized rackets, the ceramic rackets were were too stiff, too stiff for me. So I had to do too much work. I had to put too much energy into, you know, trying trying to hit the shot, and you know that basically wore me out. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not going to say what it was, but basically, what blew my wrist out, yeah. uh, you know, because uh, yeah, the 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 rackets were too stiff. Uh, you know, then then I uh, after. You know, I came back. I, I got connected with uh, uh, the Astusa racket, which was a good racket. And then, you know, once I started the senior tour, I got in and I played with the Prince Mono. And the Prince Mono was an oversized version of the T2000. Yeah, it was it was very fast, and the ball came off like a trampoline. And and I wish I would have had that racket the last five or six years of my career. Oh really? Uh, you know, and and be, you know, and I've told you before. You know, our our friend Bill Lelly, who yeah. used to travel with me, and you know, I mean, what he did with that racket for me to play the senior tour was amazing. And uh, you know, you know, whether when I won another tournament or two or whatever, I, I don't really care. You know, but it just fit my game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and 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 allowed me to play. You know, more uh, effortless. Yeah. As, as opposed to grinding every stroke and, you know, trying to, you know, put way too much behind it, you know, more than I had, you know, as a, you know, as an older guy at that time. So, but, uh, hey, uh, that uh, the T2000, that's up on my wall, you know, that, that, that made me, that made my career, that made, 
uh, you know, the, uh, the playing with that racket made me happy. So be one bad word said about that racket from my mouth. So like when you put the word out, like there was no internet back then. Like, so how did you like, quote unquote, put the word out to the public to get like to buy their rackets? The interviews. T2s? Just interviews. You would talk yeah, about I'd it. Say, they put it on if TV. Anybody's got, if anybody's got any T2000s out there, send them to me. You know, the next thing you know, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, they, they all my mail went used to go back to your grandmother's, my mom's, and you know, uh, you know, packages would come with T two thousands in them, <laughs> uh, you know, and and uh, you know, but there's a difference, uh, you know, from a T two thousand, then there was a T three thousand, then a T four thousand, then a T five thousand. You know, they they were all different, right? Uh, you you can, know, and and, that's and what's I, funny. I was the I was the original T two thousand, which is you know the. Uh, it, 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 it was an amazing racket. I mean, I, I keep saying yeah. that I mean, I, there was a lot of great players, Brett, that tried to play that racket that could never master it. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I, I, I hate to say this, but I did. Yeah. You know, it, you loved it, it. I mastered that racket and it, it made my career. And, and uh, you know, uh, would I have been as good with a wood racket or an oversized racket? I don't know. You I know, don't think so. I, I really dude. don't care. I, I think I really, you were meant I, to play it. Yeah. I think it was meant. Right. To, I think you came along and it happened to be designed and blah, blah, blah. And like, I think you guys were made for each other. Yep. Like, cause like you I, said, I, it was, I'll, it was different at the time that gave you the things that you liked. And then it went, then the technology went away from that. Like it went, it went to like you guys being able to swing harder and they, you know, you swing as hard as you want. And then, you know, like that puts so much torque and stuff on your elbow and your shoulder and everything. That if you hadn't been playing that for the first whatever 50, the last ten years of your career, then all of a sudden you have to switch and start to swing harder to generate the same amount of speed. I can understand why you didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was tough. That that racket was an extension of my arm. Yeah, you know, and and uh, I mean, it just it just fit everything about my game. And you know, and I and I've said before that you know the the reason I liked it, I just liked the look of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it was different than a wood racket, and and I, I remember uh, standing at the at the fence and and watching the gentleman hit with it. I mean, and and the way the sun. I mean, it was it was an amazing. You know, I said I got to have that. It was so I'm shiny. Like, it was just it looks so different than wood. Imagine yeah. everything's wood, and all of a sudden there's metal. Right. You, you know? know, and and you know, and I I keep going back that in, anything anybody else had, I didn't want. I wanted something different. Yeah to try to play with it and, and to be good with it and, and to, you know, be different than, than everybody else. Everybody had a wood racket. Right. Yeah, you know? It's funny yeah. when you I go mean, out, when you go out to the garage and you look through all the one, all of the ones you still have, you can see the ones that are probably have been sent in. Like they're ones that are a little different shape. Like some of them weren't exactly round. They had like almost this like obtuse, like kind of different shape to it. Like that might've been the 3000. I don't know. But there's ones that are different. Or you look on the bottom and all of yours would have like the stringer sticker with like the tension or the, you know, the right. date or the tournament yeah. or whatever. And then the other ones wouldn't. They would just have like the the normal generic T2000 uh, handle. I went uh, I went to a, a Christmas evening the other evening, uh, two nights ago with uh, with Dr. Scheinberg, a friend of our yeah. podcast. And and uh, and, and he, he was saying that, you know, uh, you know, you know, Jimmy, uh, you know, I've known Jimmy for, you know, 35 years and I've taken care of him and, and Patty and Brett and Aubrey. And there's one thing that I really always wanted to give him. And, and he turns around and he brings me over a T2000 <laughs> strung with gut. Really? And, and I, and I look 
looked at him and I said, Jesus, Doc, you're only about 40 years behind behind schedule. Was it <laughs> his know? from when he was young? Uh, yeah, yeah, I I don't know, but it was uh, it was just strong, and uh, I mean the string was you know almost like I could go out and play with it now, <laughs> and it was it, it was amazing. I said, "Oh my God, Doc, where did you get this?" That's funny, and and uh, it, it was just where do you get it, it? You know, he was busy with about forty other people. Oh yeah, we got to get him. We got to get him to figure out where he got it. Yeah, well, well we're going to have to get him back on the podcast. But man, oh man, I mean, you know, Brett, I I, I wish. I wish I had, I mean, I, I still have probably back in storage. I probably have uh, my T2000s because I remember uh, my first Wimbledon, my first U.S. Open, I, I put them in a case. Yeah. That, uh, and, uh, and, I, and, and I think back in storage, uh, you know, when uh, you know, it's been a long time now, but uh, I, I bet I still have those. And if I do, I'd put those up on my wall because what that racket did for me and, and you know, the excitement that, uh, that it brought and, and you know, we'll for look. my game and everything was pretty amazing. We got to look when we go back. I've had like, yep. we've alluded to that. Uh, storage thing so often that people are like just they they talk about it. We, we have to finally like open well, it up. We were asking you know, Lelly to do it know, for a I'm, while. <laughs> I'm a little lazy. You know, <laughs> no, I mean it's just, just back it. there. And then plus now, plus now it's 20 degrees and we don't want to go do that. In, you know, in the winter time. Yeah. So you know, we'll we'll, we'll go, go back in January. There, but, uh, we we've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of great memorabilia back there. Uh, you know, from uh, when your grandma passed and and uh, and then your, you know, my brother and your uncle when when he passed, we got a lot of good memorabilia that we should go and and uh, and check out because, you know, you know, 90 percent of it will go, but 10 uh, percent of it will be pretty exciting to see. Yeah. Well, we got to go back there for Aunt Nida's uh, uh, service in January. So we'll drive over and tell yeah. we get Lelly and go check it out. That'd be fun. Speaking of Belleville, here's a quick here's an easy question. Andrew Harding. Mm-hmm. Being from Belleville, did you ever get a chance to eat at the Chuck Wagon? Oh, uh, what? Burt's Chuck Wagon? Is that the real you name? Burt's Chuck Wagon? On, on, on West Main Street had the best tacos in town. Nice. The best tacos everywhere. And 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 that was a that was a Friday night hangout also. Uh, if, if that's the same one they're talking about, Burt's Chuck Wagon, man, it was amazing. You know, we go there and and uh, and and uh, you know go go to a football game or go to a movie or whatever, and end up at Burt's getting some tacos. That's yeah. awesome. And to answer your question, yes, if that's what you're talking <laughs> about, I hung out there often. Nice. Here's one too from uh, from back, I think, in in your junior days. Talk about playing against John Van Biersk- Buskirk. Yeah, say that. John Van Buskirk is that how do you say his name? Oh yeah, yeah, John Van Buskirk. Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus, you're going you're going back to the junior days for yeah. me. So Chris Mitchell uh, said, uh, it, do you remember playing against him when in the junior days? Yes, of course. And and uh, you know, you know, uh, they, we we had in Illinois and Missouri, we had some players that that you know, St. Louis in in that area, Southern Illinois, St. Louis had so many great players come out of there. And and a lot of players you know that that really you, you you never heard of afterwards, but were great. Uh, you know, junior players and and uh, you know was exciting for the area. John Van Buskirk was one of them. You know, from Granite City to Belleville to Peoria to St. Louis to Springfield, Springfield, Illinois, Springfield, Missouri. I mean, we covered a lot of rooftops. Uh, with a lot of great players and, and fun guys to be around. And, and uh, yeah, 
do I remember playing him? Of course I do. And, and uh, you know, going back, Brett, uh, you know, and I talk to you about this and maybe I say it too much. I'm old school. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to go back and, and, and resurrect those days. Yeah. Uh, you know, growing up, playing against all those guys and, you know, the experience, because a lot of those guys were older than me, uh, you know, so playing against them and getting that experience and, and uh, you know, learning a lot uh, from guys that were older and, and, you know, how to compete and how to, you know, try to win and, you know, how to, how to take losses and, you know, go about the whole thing was, right. uh, was pretty special. I'd love to go back in those days, but not going to happen, yeah. but it was fun living it then. Yeah. I mean, you think about that, all the guys and, and girls that you play growing up, you know, like I, I didn't get to this high level. I got played golf in high school and some in college, you know, but then the people who go pro, all the people along the way that they play with who don't go pro, you know, they just go on to have other normal jobs or have families or different careers and stuff. And, you know, but they have the, the small, you know, the small story or the small piece, like, you know, I, I played at college for one year with Rory Sabatini, you know, so I always tell that to people, you know, he's a pro, he won the silver medal, you know, that's pretty cool, you know? Right. So yeah. it's like, there's, it's fun, you know, there's so many people who play sports, but don't get to that, that top level, but they, they might play with people who do get to that top level along the way. So I grew up in a good place, Bretter. Uh, and, and I know you spent some time back there. Your grandma was back there and, and, uh, in, in St. Louis, uh, your other grandma was over there. Aunt Nida was over there. But uh, I grew up in a good place, uh, you know, where, uh, you know, but tennis and golf were kind of on the outs. If you weren't a football player, a, ba a baseball player, a basketball player, you, you know, and, and if you weren't into the contact sports, if you were playing those individual sports, you're almost on the outs, uh, you know. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of my buddies, you, you know, uh, you know, that I thought were my buddies, you know, and I said, well, I'm playing tennis and I go, <laughs> you know, what the, what they said, I better not say that on, you know, because I don't think my listeners would like to hear that, oh. <laughs> but, you know, but it's interesting. And then, and then I go back there now and I see some of them and they go, oh, well, you didn't do so bad, <laughs> right? <laughs> you, you, you know, so, but it's interesting where you're from. And, and, you know, I, I, I love Belleville. I love East St. Louis and, and all that. But it's a it's a good place to have been from, you know. I, I look back and and my brother never wanted to leave, but I couldn't wait to leave. You know, it's just kind of two different attitudes and and uh, you know the the way I felt about it and you know and and uh, it worked out for both of us. So, hey, right, no complaints. There's no one way to to live life, you know. There's, uh, <laughs> right, there's different ways. Exactly. To do it. This one uh, I thought was kind of interesting because we've talked about the uh, the tennis balls. David Isaacson says, hey, I play five sets with a can of tennis balls. Before I play, I microwave them for 30 seconds and they play like new balls. He's like, the pros will look at four or five balls to serve with even during the first game with new balls. Did you see that much of a difference with new balls back when you played? And before you answer, I saw a tweet from uh, Mark Pecci who's an announcer I work with at Tennis Channel, and uh, he put up one new ball, like it was a picture. He put up one new ball, and then a ball he, I guess he had been playing with for like not long, like th five minutes maybe, you know, just a few rallies mm -hmm. or something. And it was just mm -hmm. poofed out. Like it was, you know, right. way wider and bigger and all poofed out. And like all the felt was like, you know, it looked like it's, it had been shocked, like its hair was just standing on it. 
You know, and, and like right. that, that kind of goes to what we were talking about, how like the balls seem so big, like Medvedev was saying in that one quote or Alcaraz where it's like, you know, it becomes so big, it becomes so heavy, so fast. And like, I feel like yeah. back when you played, it didn't change that quickly. Like, so when, when new balls would happen, would they become like different that quick? Wouldn't, wouldn't they stay no, new a little longer? New, new, new balls back uh, when I was playing meant something. Yeah, you know, now it seems they it means something for you know for like the first game or two, yeah, you know, because you're right, they they do get bigger and fluff up and you know become heavier. But you know, back in the day, you know, you couldn't wait for new balls. I mean, you know, you if you if you listen to the commentators back in the day, they said you know Connor serving with new balls, McEnroe serving with new balls, board new balls, new balls meant something because they they move faster, they travel through the air faster, you know, they stayed lower on the court, you know, but the balls, you know, balls were different then, you know, the courts were different then, you know, now, you know, we talked about that all the time, Brad, uh, you know, the, all the courts seem to be the same now, uh, you know, so what, what do you need, you know, to make uh, a grass court a grass court or a, right. uh, a hard court a hard court or an indoor court an indoor, you know, it's the ball. Right. Uh, you know, but, you know, we had fast courts, low bounces, and fast balls, you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. except in Paris, of course, because then they had tree-torn balls, which were very heavy, and especially on the uh, the terre battue, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, the balls, you know, moved, especially, you know, even at the U.S. Open when they were on clay, uh, you know, and to have a U.S. Open on clay, you know, when all the Americans were fast court players, you know, seemed a little bit out of, out of sync for me, you know, even though I did well there, but, but, uh, you know, but at least the balls were quicker. Right. And you could, you know, you could step in and, you know, and make good contact and let the ball go through the court and hit a winner. But, you know, with these balls today, that would never work. Would never work back in the day. Hmm. So, I don't know what's right. I mean, I don't. I don't play now. No, you know? no. And, and, I just think. And, I think he's just asking, like, because I think he can tell that there's a difference, you know. But I, oh but yeah, there there was a there was a big difference back in the day. Yeah, big big difference. I you think, know, the ball stayed lower. The ball came through the court quicker, and and uh, yeah, he didn't have much time. Yep. You know, uh, you know, on the courts and uh, with the balls up being that fast. Well, and tell me that you're not going to go try microwaving a few balls now just to try that out. I mean, I'm interested. I don't play that often, but I got to I, I want to check it out now. Does that actually work? <laughs> no, the only thing I'm microwaving is my my spaghetti from last night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's the only thing I'm micro. I'm not I'm not doing any of that. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, nice. you know, but but it's an it's an interesting thought. It's it's an interesting thought that he that he came up with to, you know. But you know, even at, at, at the level that I play today, to get a, a fresh can of balls and to go out after after five ten minutes, it takes effort to play with them. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's almost like you know, I could sit there and I can hit fifty balls back. I'll never miss a ball. Yeah. Because the 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 ball won't travel that far. You got to really put the effort into it, you know, to to get the depth and, you know, but that's where the equipment comes in, the strings and the in the lighter rackets and right. you know and 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 everything, all the new technology that, you know, tennis is uh, is brought to the forefront in the last 10 or 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like um, it. Um uh, I think that's it. I guess I, Gold Dude Isabella's giving me the paw. I think that means she wants uh, wants to go for a She's little, had night, it? A little <laughs> night walk. Oh, you know what we've had down here? Uh, we went for a walk. The last two, we always go around sunset. 
You know, we either go to the park or we do a sunset long walk up and down like our streets here. And mm-hmm. two nights ago, we're walking and every person sees us or has a dog is walking, comes over and goes, hey, there's there's coyotes. There's two coyotes. Coyotes on Camden over here on the street that's like a couple streets over from us. And right. so, and we've seen those coyotes before. Bella, Bella and I have uh, run into them on night walks. So it's a little bit scarier than normal. We're bringing the golf club and Bella's actually having to go on a uh, leash which she does not like mm-hmm. that much, but uh, for her safety, we have to do it. So, <laughs> well, I want to tell you, be be very careful going around because there's a, uh, a respiratory uh, something respiratory oh, going around for the for dogs the, for, right? the, for the dogs, and uh, you got to be very careful because if if they get close to each other, they get nose to nose, it transfers. You know, so uh, you you got to be very careful because. Uh, our vet up here, uh, Dr. Dean, you know, is, uh, you know, is taking care of our animals forever. You know, I had a, you know, I had a bad, uh, a bad outcome with one of his puppies because of that, you know, so, you know, they, they don't really know what it is now, uh, but they're getting closer to it, but still you got to pay very close attention, you know, to your animals and, and, uh, it's better to, you know, try to keep them away from, from other dogs so that, you know who whoever has it doesn't transfer. Right. So just just keep an eye on uh, on on Bella and and uh, you know make sure that you take her for her walks and you give her exercise, but uh, you know uh, keep her away from uh, from everybody else for the moment. I mean, she's not she's not into dogs. She's on Squirrel Patrol. She's oh. she is straight <laughs> hunting squirrels. I have like a hundred videos. She's so funny. The closer she gets to the squirrel, so like if a squirrel doesn't happen to see her. And she's like kind of creeping up and you're like, if you just go, you might catch it. She starts to slow down and she takes these little like slow-mo steps because she's so worried that like the squirrel (laughs) is going to notice her. And then eventually the squirrel does notice her and like turns around and then like eventually just runs away and runs up a tree. (laughs) So She's sneaking up on Yeah, she's funny, man. (laughs) She's like so entertaining. I got all these videos, so I'll I'll put some of them up. But uh, good talking with you, Pops. Yeah, I love her. Good talking with you. Uh, I will see you in the coming week. I'll bring the golf clubs and uh, yep. we'll hit, we got, we'll hit we some We got balls. some action up, so uh, bring your clubs and, and your game because uh, we got a few guys, I think, who want to challenge us. Ah, I like that. I'll bring the wallet yep. and the clubs and we'll have some fun. Thanks to everyone out there and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.